Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to a bonus of the heart. We're rocking into an episode. Uh, this podcast is me, Rose Matafil, and Alice Sneddon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're a new listener, turn back. <laughs> Go back. Listen. You need to, in order for this for this episode to make sense, you have to listen to all of the preceding episodes. It's kind of like the Marvel kind of watching Endgame. You've got to watch yeah. all of the Marvel films. This is like the last season of Game of Thrones. Jeez, Game of Thrones, eh? <laughs> you watch Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> Neither do I gave up. Did you? Did you start, though? Yeah, I watched about three uh, three seasons of it. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I just... Honestly, I don't watch anything anymore. I know. The last thing I watched all the way through was the Madeleine McCann documentary. Yeah, I would walk in and uh, on you watching that in Melbourne. I know, and, uh, yeah. I would, like, come home after being out and settle into the Madeleine McCann Was docker. it intense? Do you know what? And I hate to say this because what a tragic case. Mm-hmm. But it was boring. Wow. That's fine to say. Is it? Okay. That's more down to the people making but the documentary. But if you do have any you know? information about Madeline McCann. <laughs> I think it's more to do with the people making the documentary. Yeah, I think it was just poorly made. The story wasn't told that well. I mean, there were some really interesting parts of it. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so I want to talk about Kelly River. <laughs> Well, I think we need to we 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 so failed to do um uh, you know on theme uh, episodes of bonus, and I think people have come to love that. But love <laughs> how uh, you always say that, but with like zero proof that that is the case. No, people say that they're like, oh, I love you. How you don't you know never fucking say on the the like the premise of this fucking we whole have podcast favorite for our apart. digressions. Well, famous for our digression. But like, it's, digress. it's hard to sell. It's hard to sell. To be fair, our friendship has literally you. The, it's an interesting. This is very interesting, actually, mm-hmm. because this podcast has chronicled our friendship. Yeah, it really has. It actually we didn't has. know it that each no. other that well when we first started, and we couldn't just go like, "Oh, let's talk some shit on on pod- a podcast." We yeah. didn't know each other. We had to have a theme to hang it on. Yeah, so true. But but you know, and also just you know. But now we know each other so well. Yeah, and but the world doesn't need another podcast of people just talking shit with each other. Yet here we are. <laughs> um. Uh. But um. You know. Um. I think this is a really good one though. I think they're an example of a famous power couple. I well, want I haven't introduced them yet. I fucking okay. Just do it then. I really want to talk about the love that's shared between Kelly Ripper mm-hmm. and Mark Consuelos. Okay. They've been together for twenty plus years. They're both fucking hot, as in like, the, like the, maybe they're not your like favorite type of bodies or whatever, or maybe they're not like. But here's the thing: they work out 
They work out hard. They've kept it super tight and they're fucking into each other in a way that I just love it. I just love it so much. Like she's always gramming about how hot he is and stuff Mm. and likewise. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like if you can be together for 20 years Mm. plus and still be like, I want to fuck you. Yeah. Not make love. Fuck. Fuck. I think, um, but isn't that like a thing like romantic love only lasts for two two years? Yeah, I've heard that. So what happens then after that? It's like literally, like, it's like companionship. It's like, I mean, for, for me, I'm like, okay, romantic love is a thing that get, biologically, I guess, would like get you into someone. So you want to fuck and you have kids, like, you know, yeah. your body's telling you that. And then from there on, I guess it's security of having like a mate, I guess, maybe, is, yeah. the, is the chemical, you know, impulse, like the, the what motivation or whatever. But then it's hard to like, yeah. It's it's I just it seems weird to work. Like I think some some people's bodies or minds can just like keep tapping back into that horny energy. How? That they, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't. I think it's rare. That's why we celebrate these couples. Yeah, and we lift them up. And also though, we lift them. we lift them up. <laughs> we hot, we we put them on a pedestal. Because not everyone can do it. It's a very difficult thing. Not everyone finds the love of their life, you know? It's like a false thing, and that's why... But hold on. So you believe in the concept of the love of your life? Yeah, but I feel like not... Statistically, I think it's so unlikely that you'll find the uh, the love of your life. Yeah, right, 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 right. So that, but you are you are acquiescing then to the idea that there is one love of your life. Oh, I wouldn't say one love of your life, but I think there is, there are a select group. yeah. Um, a league of extraordinary gentlemen and women <laughs> in this world, all, all over the globe. That would just be your perfect match. But they could I be wonder like, if there I, are I things though that you can do that keep like the sexy. Or not like, even like I sexy, reckon, but like sex. Like, I think it's expectations. What I think, it's, and also expectations and self-reflection. We've talked about this before of right. like looking at your relationship as a thing to work on, you know? Yes, as totally. As not something that's just supposed to be natural and everything's supposed to come naturally. It's like you've got to put hard work into maintaining a, like you would do friendships, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people just, I think there's this idea that if it's not perfect or like it's not love at first sight or whatever, that's why arranged marriages work so lots of the time because they're like, worked hard you know yeah i suppose so i don't, I don't know well, people or they accept that it's like not the ideal situation and then they kind of work towards it being a thing because like no one's meant to be with anyone or whatever i don't know <laughs> but like yeah but then yeah i i think i know what you mean the specific like horniness aspect of it um i think i just I, think I it's heard, cool I've, that they still i mean like he's so fucking hot and she's fucking hot as well. So it makes sense that they'd be attracted to each other. But there's something really cool, I think, about them being lustful for each other publicly. Yeah. I just think that's cool. Do you want me to go through a list of some um, power couples for you to assess? Rita Wilson, Tom Hatt, yes. <laughs> okay. So, okay, here we go. Let's go. Let's start. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Yeah, they're so sick. They're so sick, eh? And they still lust after each other. You know what? Guess what? They have a laugh together. They do have a laugh and that's together. A shared sense of humour, I think, very important. So important. Probably the, one of the most important things for me. I think it's the most important thing. It probably is the most important thing, right? I think so. Because I think it feeds into so many other things. It feeds into what you value in life. Also, it's like sexy. It's okay, it's sexy. Mm. It also is a reflection of what you value and like what you find funny and like 
if you fight if you both like bullying then that's fine you know <laughs> and so you find that funny or you like don't like that and so it's fine like it's it's all shared values it's like it's shared values it also means that you don't have to like watch things both separately like bullying well it's it's like the common like you know like if you both like watch the office or something and like feel sad for david brent or you don't i don't know yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it shows like what well, your reaction to like you know certain types of comedy are, like you, how you relate to people yes like lively and ryan reynolds oh she's just recently announced that she's pregnant again really with baby number three <laughs> baby number three baby number three they're hot together i mean they're basic and they're you know but yeah, like yeah. i think that's cool like that works for them and i love that they're both tall yeah they're both athletic a hundred percent. And I think that is the foundation <laughs> of a strong relationship. But they did get married on a on plantation. A plantation. <laughs> so cancel. We'll never forget them. <laughs> um, okay, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. What do you think? I'm a no. <laughs> You're a no on that? It doesn't seem... Oh, no, it's really... Aff- they're very affectionate with each other, which is cool. But I... Maybe I'm blinded by suits and... Uh. <laughs> We're all blinded by suits. Yeah. Um. Okay, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Love them. And I, I, I'm sad for Beyonce that Jay-Z cheated on her, but I love that they worked through it. I, I think, think they're so, like... But the thing is, again, shared values. Like, I think, like, even if... Even, even if their marriage, like, it's probably not a sham. It's not a sham. But they are both, like fucking driven and they want to do so they've got a goal in life and they're achieving it and they're i love the idea that their marriage is just like also like it's a marriage that like strengthens their careers each of their careers yeah yeah yeah. and like i'm like yeah i don't think it's a sham i don't think it's a sham but i do think that they've been like their careers have benefited benefited from from the marriage to each other yeah yeah but do you know what creatively as well i think that's um true though of lots of successful marriages 100 percent. but it's it's not even any entertainment yeah not something that they owe each other you know owe each other for success or anything but i do think creatively they like push each other they do and also i think there's something to be said for respecting your partner being good at their job 100%, and yeah. wanting to see them mm-hmm. being inspired by them yes. flourishing yeah, at, yeah. in their work environment. Yeah. Nah, it's cool. But even if it was like a marriage of like convenience or like something, I there's something I respect about that as well. Why? Because it's business minded. Yeah. I think it would make me sad. Do you want to get married? Fun. I know we've spoken about this before, but what's your answer again? I have no idea. Three, two, one, yes or no? Um... No, I, not not at the moment. <laughs> I've got no one to marry, but I. No, I don't. But it's like a thing yeah. in your life that you want to do. No, I've never. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever aspired to getting married. Yeah, okay. I've aspired to like finding the love of my life. <laughs> and then not, I don't. I don't really care about getting married. Yeah, okay. Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell are married. <sighs> They're stunning. They got separated, and then they got back together. Yeah, when was that? I think they separated about 10 years ago, very briefly, for about six months. Yeah. And then they worked it out. Mm. Fuck, I love that. I also love that about Pink and Carrie Hart. Yeah. Also separated and then came back together stronger. She gets a bit of, she got a bit of shit though recently for um, her slashing his tires. But she did that ages ago. Oh, I know, but the way she talked about it. 
I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny, but then it was also it was a good point of like it's quite like if it was the roles were reversed, it was crazy behavior from a man to slash the tires. Yeah, like it's kind of like glamorizing slightly emotionally abusive behavior or like abusive behavior. Yeah, and 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 the, under the guise of like it's rock and roll, bitches, and it's kind of like now nah, that is pretty wild. It's a thing to think about, and I know I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to besmirch the good name of Pink, and I know you're a huge fan. But it's something to think about. But then also, oh, I'm so conflicted about but it. Also, no, no, I'm conflicted. But I've, I'm, I'm the biggest coward. I'm like, I have no opinion. I have no opinion on it because I see both sides of it. Mm. Because also, every time like something like that happens, I also think the world is burning. Like, what the fuck? Everything's fucked. So yeah, yeah. do whatever you want. Um, if the roles were reversed, yes, it would be. But then, uh, but. But it's not a fair judgment to be like, if the roles were reversed, this is bad behavior because yeah. like there's a whole lot there's of, a whole lot of like power dynamics uh-huh. and stuff that play into what is and is not acceptable. And there we have there is a there is male oh, sorry female to male behavior that is more acceptable because it is female but, to male. Yeah, but slashing someone's tires at Thanksgiving. Yes, but they are like a married couple. Like, she's slashing their tires. <laughs> I love you defending this situation. It's incredible. No, I'm not, I'm not saying for me, I say that is unacceptable behavior. If I... If like, I, have, I do not desire to be in a relationship that is emotionally volatile yeah. in that way. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and, and maybe the roles revert, like, the genders reversing is a wrong kind of stance. But it was just something that I think I read some someone someone's hot take on that. But, like, it is, like, in any situation, even if it was, like, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, like, well, like, a car, like you know, two women or two men, like, you know, mm. like, it would be still, like, a, if it, yeah, especially if it was two women or two men. So it's, like, uh, or whatever. Like, it's, like, that's the, that's pretty wild behavior. If your friend did that to your friend, who you both knew, yeah, your yeah. couple, you'd be, like, what the fuck? But because of the dynamic of it being a woman and man, it's like, good on you, girl. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like a little, it's, it's interesting. It's complex. It's nuanced. It's, we've got to. And also it, it is relevant that they're rock stars. <laughs> it, is, it is relevant <laughs> because, you know, that's their, that's their culture. That's their culture. <laughs> that's the and, and if someone culture. else did it, that would be cultural appropriation. Absolutely. Slashing tires is cultural appropriation of rock and roll culture. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Okay, I love this couple. I really love this couple. Yeah, great. They're so cute together. Fuck, they're cute. They're oh really my cute. God, they love they're each so other. cute together. Um, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Yeah, love them. God, love these them. are some good couples, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a really weird one. Is it Bradley Cooper and Arena Shake? No, no. That's moments away from being over. One hundred percent. George Clooney and Amal Clooney. Ugh, would not want to hang out with them in no, a million years. I think that would be boring as fuck, I think it'd right? be so fucking boring. Yeah. The thing, I'd love to rent his house on Lake Como. Me too. 
But I don't want to hang out with them. George Clooney and Amal Clooney would be the kind of couple that were like a little bit anal about like yeah, like breaking a wine glass or something. Yes, they'd be like, "It's fine. No, don't worry no, about fine. it." And then yeah. they'd whisper about it in the kitchen. Yeah. And she'd clearly be upset or he'd clearly be annoyed or something. And yeah. the other one would be like, it's fine. Don't it's worry. fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. There, there's, there'll be bubbling. I feel like there'll be a bubbling tension between them. Yeah. Um, uh, at Lake Coma when we go over to visit. I assume we'll be there one day. And Will then, Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Sorry. Really interesting. Allegedly open, but I don't think that's true. But they had a moment where they talked about it on her talk show on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, the you watch that a lot. I do watch that. <laughs> oh my god i didn't haven't spoken about how i got into brene brown so wine country uh-huh. and the best part about wine country is they run into this woman the film. called brene the film of oh, the film wine the, country yeah. so that it's trash but they run into this woman brene brown and they were like talking about how she's like this idol and i was like who is she and i looked her up and she did this ted talk on the power of vulnerability and I watched it, and then I watched all of her Oprah Super Soul Sundays, and I've gone down a real... She's got a Netflix special, which I will watch today. How do you spell her first name? Brene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was really trying to find out why she's called Brene. I think she's Southern. Maybe like, it's Brene- like a... B-R. In... Oh, sorry. B- <laughs> <laughs> B-R-E. B-R-E. In E with like an accent. Brene Brown. Got it. The power of vulnerability. So she was talking about like in order to get joy in your life, you have to be vulnerable. You have to risk. Yes. And that's what, what people don't want to do is they don't want to risk. And that she was like, she did this big study. So she's like a scientist researcher. And she did this big thing of going like the people she met who were most content in their lives or most like the happiest in their lives, uh, she called them wholehearted. She was like, what are the defining characteristics or like, yeah, what are the shared defining characteristics of these people who live this way? Mm-hmm. And what she discovered was that their defining thing was that they weren't embarrassed or ashamed of their vulnerability mm. and that they were pre- prepared to be vulnerable in a way where they got the rewards from it. So like saying, I love you first or mm. like, um, you know, sharing like things that you feel shameful about mm-hmm. or oh, anyway, it was incre- it was it was really it inc- sounds great. I was listening to a um I was listening to a good episode of This American Life actually of um um uh about it was like called like get a get a spine it was it was about like being kind of uh, a cowardice a little bit but they did a story about Dan Harmon and his apology to was one of his writers on Community oh like, yeah and um really interesting of like uh, the tracking that apology and how it kind of built over time like to like small mentions to like eventually culminating in this seven minute apology done on Harmontown as their podcast. And then like how that apology, then the person forgave, like forgave him. And it was like a rare example of that happening. But whole, the whole thing is that like for that apology to truly be right. And like, like the right kind of apology um, and to be forgiven for it is that he had to take and he actually actually take a risk to like do it. Like his lawyers told him not to like, reference like specifically what he did and like how he did it and he did and um and it was so extensive the apology and like you know it was and it was just really funny because like he only could he took a risk because he was probably putting himself in a position where he could probably i don't know sue lose the fucking, a lot of you know, money yeah. or lose you know but 
he ultimately got you know like so it's the scare he got the reward yeah he got the we got the reward he got the he got he he did what he intended i don't know it like it, it, it achieved the result but he a person could easily have said like turn around and be like nah fuck that but anyway it's like it's it's weird how um you have to take risks in, in life anyway let's move on um <laughs> You um, do have to take risks, though. You have to take risks. And she also, on well, not in her like TED talk, but she was on Oprah in terms of like, um, she also said this really interesting thing of like, you don't have to share everything with everyone. Okay. Um, like it's not. It's. She was talking about how so so often people want like the attention of people who who won't give it to them. Yeah. And she was like, you need to cultivate and appreciate the relationships in your life that give you the type of attention you want, you desire. But sometimes when you get them from, when you get that attention from people, because it comes easily, you don't trust it. Whereas like, you're trying to like, so, oh fuck, I can't, I'm not explaining it well. But she was like, you don't have to share everything with everyone. She was like, you have one or two, maybe three people in your life, friendship wise. Mm Mm-hmm who you trust with the things about yourself that you feel the most vulnerable or ashamed about. One or two or three. Max. Fuck. Oh, this is interesting. That is interesting, eh? How many people do you think you've got? I'd say you're a top end. A top end? You're at the top. You've got. You probably got three, at least three. Who I would trust with anything. I think I've got three. Yeah. Who I would trust with... I've got lots of people who I would share intimate stuff with Mm -hmm. and vice versa. But, like, who I think I could be, like, my most damaged (laughs) or share the most scary stuff, probably two or three. I've got probably two, one or two, or two or three. But it's funny because some of them are, like, people who I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, like, even close to, as close to anymore. Yeah. But have been friends with for so long that like i'm like oh i probably and, and the kind of person they are yeah it's also not just time of cruise sometimes it is the kind of person they are yeah that's true of like you know that you could say anything you know like it's it's a not it's a non-judgmental it's, it's a person yeah. who's non-judgmental isn't it yeah she was also talking about like the seven types of reaction you have when somebody tells you something they're ashamed of and it's like the bad reactions to have like um like sympathy not empathy of going like, oh, you poor thing. Then it mm. makes that person feel like, oh, no, this is really bad. Or like... How would you empathize rather than sympathize in that situation? Um, like, uh, I, you know, instead of going like, oh, you poor thing of being like, I felt this way yeah. when she does a what better job What if you never felt it? that way? What if you never made a mistake in your life? <laughs> um, uh, here's some more power couples. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas. Mm, yeah they're actually really strong they are strong the weekend and bella hadid no no way why did they make the list leslie mann and judd apatow love them yeah i do love them actually i reckon their relationship is tough but it's worth it 100 percent. tom hanks and rita wilson they're yep. basic but they love each other tom hanks and rita wilson yeah they're definitely basic absolutely but but i like that for them absolutely i think okay so here's the here's the thing i've been talking to a friend about this do you think Oh, this seems, this seems, this seems really, um, actually, it's not, no. Go on. I think, now this is a real elitist in a way. It's not elitist because it's You've that. You've got to share it. Well, that like, 
I think some of the happiest couples in life that I've ever met are people with, um, like, this is like almost like fetishizing like, like norm culture <laughs> or like whatever. Yeah. But like, are people with stable, normal lives and jobs? Yeah, because like, I, I hate that I think in comedy where people talk about like you know like oh normal people compared to us cool comedians like comedians are fucked comedians are the fucked ones we yeah. know that but like uh, with like quite hard like like lifestyles in terms of you know create having a solid relationship and also the personalities of which you have as a comedian and interact with with other comedians yeah but like that thing of like um you know the happiest couples are people who just like have like you know pretty simple lives and I say simple and like not a, like a bitchy way but like the their goals are just pretty clear they don't over fucking they're not bad people they just yeah. love each other doing their thing maybe i'm just thinking like farmers or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know if farmers are happy i don't think farmers. I think happy. we've spoken about it before i think it's shared purpose shared, shared goal. purpose shared goal shared purpose that's it shared goal shared purpose and when you are a bit basic it helps it helps <laughs> That's all I'll say on the matter. When you're a bit basic, it helps. It helps because your because your interests are both basic. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't overthink stuff. Although, oh, fuck, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty bullshit thing to say. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought it up. But so Blake stupid. Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Goldie Horn, and Kurt Russell. I love Goldie Horn. I love She's him. a fucking legend. I love her Instagram. She's account. wild. Though. If you don't follow Goldie Horn's Instagram account, absolutely check it out. Also, her son, Oliver Hudson's Instagram account, I'm really into it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen, um, um, friggin', uh, what's her name? Um, Julie Louis-Dreyfus's son? Yes. Who plays basketball. Yes. And he's young. Oh, let's not talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't say anything else. No. You you don't, you don't, you can't get me. Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. Interesting power couple. Because I'm like, I'm I'm not into it. I don't. I would never want to hang out with them as a couple. But I think Matthew Broderick's hot. I don't. I don't think Sarah Jessica would be that fun. I think she's so fun. Some of her closest friends, Amy Sedaris, is one of her closest oh, friends. Oh yeah, true. and Amy Sedaris has a long running bit on late night talk shows where she just talk about <laughs> how she's fucking Matthew Broderick. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, hang on. You know what? I changed my fucking shoe. Which I think is like... They're New York-based. They're New York-based. They're New York-based. I think that's so funny if you have a friend who can do a long-running joke about how they're having an affair with your husband. That's really fun. I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, Also, Matthew Broderick's always popping up in cool things. Uh, He's in London at the moment in a play that apparently is terrible. Um, But Sarah Jessica is is there as well. Cool. And um, that's all something on Twitter from from a writer of like how Sarah Jessica Parker on her Instagram... It was like found my like favorite little shop in like London, but it's just like a very normal like key cutting place, like in a tube station, um, and like it's just such a weird thing to like brag about on her thing. I don't follow Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, no, not. I, there's elements of her personality, sure, where you're like, oh no, but here's what I love about her: she's a vivacious reader. She does like reading. She consumes it like crazy. So, there's a very Amy Sedaris thing to be into, I think. Um, look, she was like. Um, uh, including among them my favourite new wee shop in Kensington High Street Tube Station. Oh my gosh. Which is just literally a key cutting like shoe. Oh, I like that though. I know, it's cool. So it's interesting. You know what? I'm totally pro them now. Fuck it. Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes. Hot take. 
might be basic. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I love them together, though. I do love them. Oh, I love them together. I, do you know amazing. what? I remember when they got together, me thinking, like, she's so mature and, like, a proper woman. I'm like, can he... Handle her. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Like, I think she she's one of the like, most attractive people in the world. She's stunning. Yeah. And he almost seemed like a little boy. Yeah. But now that a they've been Hercules. together, it makes sense, you know? Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman. I think this relationship's crazy. Really? Yeah. It's one of those ones that it really works, but you're in it. You're like, well, those two people are attracted to each other in a way that I will never understand why. I, I agree. Think cool. But then it's like, but then part of me is like, isn't there something cool about, um, uh, there's something cool about couples where you're like, oh, them together. And you're like, oh, if it works for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And like, you're like, oh, that's quite sweet that that person's seen something good in that person who I would never yeah, yeah, go yeah. for. No, they love each other. And let's be honest, we both talk about Keith Urban. Yes, absolutely. But then he might be a real cool, I think he might be a real cool guy. Yeah, he may very well be. Soul. And it might be like, um, you know, when you have I mean, those so friends where you're like, they're like, the, he's like the coolest person, but he like wears those jeans. And you're like, it's crazy that he wears those jeans, you know? But like, I think those things fall away as you like leave your early 20s. You I know? agree. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter real... anymore, which is why you can get away with that haircut. Yeah. But also, like, but they're very superficial things. And you realize, also, let's be honest, the most good looking well-dressed people are fucking cunts yeah they are absolutely exclusively there are no exceptions it's actually true like when you talk when you actually talk to them you're like you're the worst person Mm. you're the worst person and can i tell you something about me that i feel a bit bad about but you know olivia palermo from the hills Mm -hmm. who was then um on the new york whitney uh reality tv show she worked for Vogue, I think. She's like extraordinarily beautiful in like a or, or like a white girl way, and um, she is like a cold bitch, <laughs> and she got married to like this hot as fuck model, mm-hmm. so that they're the hottest couple ever, and they seem really happy together. And when I saw that, because of how mean I thought she was, in my mind I was like, "You don't deserve that." <laughs> Amazing, but like, who am I to say? Maybe she's actually lovely, and the show just edited her that way. But there's uh, editing will get you. It'll get you, just like this podcast. The way we edited together makes us sound awful. Yeah, but in real life, <laughs> in real life, we're just. You know what? In a way, in a, you know, you know. I think this podcast is probably the most vulnerable I've ever been in anything. Even like more so than my in stand up. You know what I mean? Like people, people always shocked like about like what i talk about on stage and i'm like that's the least vulnerable stuff yeah I'm like i have no i have no feelings about the of talking about that kind of stuff because i'm like also you're in control like, of it on stage you're in control but and it's truly i'm like that's the most observational material like the most hack almost hack observational material <laughs> is like stuff about your fucking feelings everyone's got feelings whatever but i think this podcast is probably the most vulnerable i've ever been because i've said some i've said some terrible stuff on this yes yeah, yeah people People have not, well, people have definitely judged us, but they've probably just stopped listening rather than... We don't get called out a lot, though. Don't say that. People will call us out more. The problem... Mm. The, 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 not the problem. The thing is, is that we are open to that dialogue. <laughs> but not too open. Not too open. Our doors are open, but they're shut between the hours of 6 p.m. and 7 a.m. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think I think it's a good... I think it's a good exercise and. 
vulnerability and saying you're sorry and saying that you may have been wrong in some some instances is a real interesting type of vulnerability. Yeah. I think that's a whole different topic though and we don't have time to explore that. I literally have to go. Same. Um cool. All right, thanks for listening. Guys, um please check out my show. It's if you're in London, it's on at Soho Theatre on the twenty second and twenty third of July. It's called Alice Nedden, self titled and it is the last time I'm doing that show. Uh, so please come and see it. And good thing she'll be warming up for the Soho show because then she'll be opening for me yes. on the Friday the 26th of July. With different material probably. Really? Be. You're not going to try? Do you want to try some new before my... No, but I'll just do material for my latest show. Should we do some podcasts? Should we do a ball of podcasts? Yeah, we'll do a little show. <laughs> Um, I'm doing Horn Dog at Leicester Square Theatre in London at Friday the 26th of July. It's a big room. I don't know how many tickets I've sold. Actually, I hate it when people are like, oh, it's a big room, so maybe fill it. Fuck it, come if you want, but I don't give a shit. Like, you know, it'd be great to see you there, but, you know, there's no pressure. <laughs> also, we're doing a live bonus show, which there are, I think, only a few tickets available. God, that's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's Theatre, 16th of July, is it? Something like that. Something Just look like it up. That. But there's only a few left, so if you want that, yeah. come to that. And obviously, we're both performing at Edinburgh Comedy Festival. If you're in Edinburgh, um, Alice will be performing her new show. Uh, and my I'm doing Horn Dog for the last week of it. And we're both performing in Snort Comedy, which is an improv Snort. Yeah, it's an improv comedy show. Every night, so just come to that. But fuck it. You're probably not in Edinburgh, so whatever. No pressure again. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. And just, you know, send us any notes <laughs> you want. Bonus of the Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.